From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Once I turn it on, there's no stopping me once I get going. Put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open. What? We're in the middle of a conversation, Slick. Yeah, well, we're in the middle of a show, so. Well, we're at the start of it, officially. We are here, live in the studio. Happy uh, New Year, everyone. Uh, Braden Gunn, uh, Carlos the Cuban Redneck is uh, in the seat. Yes, I am. Filling in for Vince, number one co-host in the world, undisputed. Yes, baby. Undisputed. And uh, Bill George is also uh, here as well. And uh, Slick, the four soberest people, I guess, apparently on the planet. Yeah. You got to turn his mic on over there. Go, and go ahead, finish what you were saying. Yeah, sober. I I haven't had a drink in I don't know how long. I didn't even have a minutes. sip of champagne. <laughs> 20 minutes at least. <laughs> at least. We don't know uh, what's in that teacup he claims no, to I, have over I, there. Uh, I am on the nectar of the gods. Yeah, it's like the old movie prop. You know, you fill that bourbon bottle full of tea. Well, it's the opposite with the teacup in here in the... Uh, Looks like, look, sure looks like Seeker Seven to me from uh, over here. He, he was having withdrawals this morning because uh, <laughs> the, the McDonald's we went to when we were riding in together in Hillsborough County, that <gasps> one was uh, shut down. Closed. Oh, no. Closed. Probably Still not closed. enough staff. Probably yep. not enough staff at all. It's been like that all day yesterday. And uh, Slick, of course, is back from his little adventure down south. Everybody uh, went out and did their thing. Vince is on his way to where you were a week ago. He's up to heading up to Destin this oh. weekend. Heading up to Desti- Destitution, Florida, up there to go hang out with uh, uh, Shark Dude, Extreme oh, Shark wh- Guy. Dealer, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, it is a beautiful place, but right now, this time of year, there's like nobody there. I know. Well, that's, that's the that's best a, part. That's yeah. a long <laughs> ride, let me tell you, because I, 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 I fished out of Destin before, and it was a, it was a hike, man. It looks like eight clo- hours. It looks close on the map. But then when you get in the car and you kind of go, beep, 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 beep. Eight hours. What the hell do you mean (laughs) six and a half if I go this way, eight if I go that way? We're in the same state, right? Listen, listen, Carlos, (laughs) if you don't stop for the bathroom breaks and all these other knick-knack shops, it won't take you eight hours. Listen, if I remember correctly many years ago when I was working and we had a meeting up there from my house, it took eight hours. Oh, really? Yeah. From Tampa to Biloxi, my top time is 7 hours and 15 minutes. Slick, turn his mic off again. (laughs) That's not, not, yeah. (laughs) 10 hours to get to uh, New Orleans. I don't know where it was. This last time coming back, I I don't know where we were. We went on some road, and all of a sudden, I was riding with one of the nuisance trappers up there so that we, long ride, at least ride with somebody. I stopped. Go to turning around. He says, "What did you What did you see?" I says, "I'm not sure what I saw, but I turned around and off in the woods, there was an old military still had the emblem on the side of it, but it was all encased in trees. 
but it was like a rocket launcher, one of those those things that had a rocket that they would put at an angle yeah. and, and they'd shoot it up. It was a whole humongous truck with the whole rail system on it and everything. And now it's on Bill's five acres. And, I'm sure. And, and I'm like, <laughs> with everything hey, else. Like, how did you see that back in the woods? I said, I'm a hunter. He doesn't. You pay, always are looking. You I'm don't looking. pay attention to the road is what you should do. <laughs> I know. I ride with you all the time. Well, so. speaking of paying attention, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, webcam out in uh, Iowa, and it looks like we're getting a little snow flurry. Did you, you coming that, across? I tried getting y'all's attention. Y'all missed the ten point. That was no, right no, I saw. I saw, I saw that. Saw he was he, big. He came in this morning, and uh, he came in there and got a little snacky, snacky, and then it, took off. It, I noticed yesterday morning. I, I tuned in, and there was a little. Frosty white stuff there on the ground, and then by around eleven, twelve ish, it was it was gone. So this is probably the same thing. Hopefully, it's that front that's pushing down through here. It'll what be it, here what next it, week. What is that we're looking at? Like a trough? Yeah, it's a big giant. Fe- huh, Have my, you not been paying attention my to name's the show? Brayden. No, I, no, man. I, I just I just listen to the podcast when I'm not on. We talked. We've talked about it every day times. for the last week. I know, I know, I, but but I I didn't know what if that's a platform. What what is it? You know. It is a platform full of corn. Yeah. If you look if you look <laughs> yeah. right here in this very top portion right here, you see this right here? Yeah. That right there is the actual uh, part that opens up and then dumps and then closes. Gotcha. That's the nipple. You mean that's like No, like that actually runs thing. the full length of this thing. This is a four by eight. Oh, okay. It's huge. It's not little. If some you get here in the midday, there'll be uh, 15, 20 uh, squirrels on there. That's what I want to see. I, wanna, I, I hear you guys talking about the big fat squirrels, oh, like man. three pounders or something. Oh, oh big, big red? red squirrels, yeah. yeah. Yep. Big red was huge. <laughs> I've been looking for him. He ain't come back. <laughs> the thing is, is he, we pro- got, he probably can't climb up there anymore. That's what it is. Got names for our critters that we got on the camera. Oh, there he is. There's old big boy. Oh, there's old broke off. There's one. Oh, there's yep. one up there that comes up it there. It is snowing right now. Yeah. Well, you can Bill reckon, George, where you been? He can recognize that. He he can see that. Yeah, For you and me, uh, everybody here in Florida, I look at that and I go, "Man, it is raining sideways up there." Oh wait, oh yeah, that's snow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't miss the snow. We got to go through the uh, rain portion of our brains first and go. Is that rain? That looks like rain. No, I don't think that's rain. It'll oh, almost be twenty years that I haven't shoveled snow, and I'm good with it. Well, listen. I'm going to go to that sled park. Uh, my neighbor went. I've been meaning to go. My neighbor went. They had a blast. So. Oh, that's not true. I shoveled snow uh, at your place in Pennsylvania yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. Back for when like, you had for per- like five minutes. Back when you had permission <laughs> to go out and play. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I did it in Iowa a few years back for my sister-in-law at the time, and uh, it was uh, quite the adventure. And uh, I'd never really done it before, so it was, you know, kind of fun at first. Yeah, overrated. And then this teenage kid comes down the street and he says, hey, mister, uh, that's going to take you all day. He goes, you want me to bust that out for you real quick? And I was like, sure. And I thought he was going to, I hand him a shovel and he like walked away, comes back. <laughs> with this like 8,000 horsepower snowblower yeah. machine. And just like literally walks down the sidewalk. <laughs> That, that's something I know a little bit about. I had a um, 10 horsepower MTD that well, I used to use. Well, I didn't know this, but, you know, in the town that they were in, in Perry, Iowa, they'll find you if you don't keep your sidewalks clear or your driveways clear. And you can't throw the snow back in the street. It has to go back in your yard. So it's like they could find you like 30 bucks a day for not uh, keeping your sidewalks clear. And I was like, how is that my job? 
I, don't, don't we pay the city for this kind of this material? This is city property. It cuts off my land, yeah, all right? Yeah, I mean, uh, why am I in charge of your sidewalk there, bro? Well, they're going to blame Trump anyway, so <laughs> go ahead. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, you can go check it out as the sun rises uh, over there in uh, Iowa. You'll be able to see if that is and truly is snow or just some sort of weird bugs flying around out there. But I believe it might be it might be snow. We're not going to have to worry about that here in this town, of course. It's going to be a hot one again today. It's supposed to maybe cool off a little bit tomorrow. And then there were rumors floating around about a front pushing out there. Lots of fog out there this morning. Lots of fog. Or or it's still a lot of lingering gunpowdery smoke. (laughs) I think there's a mixture. Has it not really been like the last four, five New Year's that it's been foggy at night? I think it has. It's been real foggy this morning. Oh, yeah. I, I drive quite a few miles each day to work fog but today was the worst i've had in a this this well it's obviously the worst of this year so far but i couldn't even see the other <laughs> side of the street when i was coming to meet um, bill this morning well, well you guys are out there in the country i came up over the skyway last night and it was like it was so thick you couldn't actually see like probably about 10 feet in front of you if you were lucky but it really, the lights on the Skyway, it made a really cool effect. It looked like you were on an amusement park ride. I wonder how it was um, out on the beach or out on the Gulf last night because driving back uh, from uh, Plant City around 4 or 5-ish, it, uh, the skies were clear except there were clouds all on the coastline, hmm. on the west like coast. Said, the Skyway, Skyway was, it was pretty bad. So it must have been rolling in, ready, getting ready for uh, New Year's Eve. But uh, you're right, I woke up. Um, I don't know, maybe about 2 or 3 o'clock, looked out the window, and I thought the first thing I thought of was, damn, that smoke is really <laughs> lingering around out here. But uh, it was it was not. It is did, a mixture of fog and what said. Did you have big plans last night? or No, no, I didn't. I stayed home and watched uh, television until I decided to go to bed. Before the ball or after? I Before, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the... New Year's Eve, you know, stupidity on TV or anything like that. No. What? No. They, no. Had, they had Dick Clark in a hologram last night. Yeah, yeah, don't care. You missed it. He won't show up at my funeral, so what do I care? No, it was a lie anyway. Yeah, well, you know, it was, a, it was a day of mourning anyway after Betty White, you know, didn't yes. make it to 100, so. Yeah. Everybody. 18 days short. <laughs> People Magazine had already released her 100th birthday episode paper. <laughs> the cover a little, yeah a little premature yeah it was bad <clears throat> well now it's a collector's item i guess i don't know or a misprint yeah you know it makes it more valuable they're gonna have somebody out there putting a minus 18 days on each one there's a, a public's sharpie. employee out there right <laughs> now with a sharpie, sharpie. marker <laughs> less 18 days no. well i know she was missed and uh, of course she became an icon just for being old which uh, has always been amazing to me, but look, that uh, means Bill George. He's going to be our our next uh, big thing. Yeah, what? yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He's falling apart, man. Like Mr. Potato oh Head. Like parts are falling <laughs> off of him. <laughs> Just shove him back up. I'm hurting today. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Though. Yeah. Finally I, got that colonoscopy. Good I for tell you, buddy. You, that tractor. I've been running the Dickens out of it. The Dickens, you say? The Dickens. Now he's right. is the John Madden tribute. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. <clears throat> Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, 
Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Carlos, Bill George, and Slick bringing in the New Year's morning for the four or five people that are awake without hangovers. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. Uh, if you missed the Christmas show last week, you can always go back and check it out on the uh, podcast. It was a good time had by all on that one. And... Um, Covered a lot of stuff, and uh, a lot of things have been happening over the past two weeks that I wanted to kind of catch up on news-wise because I know it's all been holiday-driven and, you know, stories about Kentucky and hearts this and great that and, you know, New Year, New Year, whatever it is. So it's kind of weird. All the outdoor stories and stuff seem to get pushed to the the back of the closet, so it's hard to get that stuff, so... We like to bring it to you in the catch-up mode. Hey, you're prepared today, man. You got like ten sheets there. Well, some of this stuff I was left over from last week that we didn't even get to, and I wanted to continue on. But a couple of things that have uh, come out lately that were brand new that I wanted to bring up today was one of them. Uh, we got to say a big shout out and a thank you to the uh, United States Navy, who this past uh, week, or actually last week. They reported that they intercepted a fishing vessel attempting to smuggle in some weapons into the Arabian Sea. On board, the Coast Guard and the Navy personnel found 226,600 rounds of ammunition and 1,400 AK pattern assault rifles. While the vessel was uh, stateless, this is the part I love, since it didn't have a country of origin and it didn't couldn't tell us where in the world they were from, <coughs> Here's how the Navy handles that situation. Slick, do you know how the Navy handles that situation? I know you're, you're a sometimes, army guy. Sometimes they'll actually let you go out and fire it. Like they, whenever they requisition ammo like that, as long as it's not a big deal, they've actually let us go off and fire things like that in the past. Fire as in like go out and just shoot it. Well, these guys were they they claim to be Yemen, so you know they said okay, well we know where you're from, but where's the boat from? And they're like, hey, we found it. Somali pirates gave we, it to we me. We found it. So they gave it to me. That's how I found everything. So that's once, a leaf blower on the side of the road. <laughs> so once the Navy uh, got the uh, weapons and the crew removed, the U.S. Naval Forces determined that the stateless vessel was a hazard ah, to navigation. See that's sunk how it. That's always the good one. <laughs> it's always like, well, we just can't leave it out here floating around like that. It could be a hazard. There's a commercial shipping going on out here. So, boys, going to get in a little target practice here. And, of course, they ended up uh, taking the smuggler's boat and promptly playing with it for about 20 or 30 minutes and sent it down to Davy Jones' locker. With the ammo? No, they took all that off. Oh, they, yeah. took the they took all that stuff off, but uh, couldn't couldn't leave the boat behind. And they sure as hell ain't going to tow it behind a uh, missile-guided frigate. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that as they pull into port and they've got this little dinky boat behind it? It's a homemade. Now, it's a homemade. <laughs> Did you say 200 and some thousand rounds? Yeah, they, yeah. That, that's... Steve, Steve Austin has that much. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, like Steve's Steve Austin. Yeah, he's counting his ammo right yeah, now. Yeah, it, hold on like, a second. That's nah. it? He, that's all they got? I got those guys beat. No problem. <laughs> 226,600 rounds. I know it that, sounds like that, a lot. but It doesn't sound like a lot. Well, not for a military, not to go into 1,400 uh, rifles, AK-style rifles. Listen, everybody in this room, I guarantee you, has over 20,000 rounds of ammo. I don't know anything about any of that stuff, but I mean, you know, average. Just put us on the FBI watch list again. 
That's why whenever I see a story when 22, they, 22 ammo. When they drag some guy or somebody out of their house or they did something bad or whatever, they're like, a, a cache of weapons and thousands of rounds of ammunition. And I go, <laughs> I go, like any average hunter, I mean, uh, there's a box of fish. If you got 10 boxes of uh, 22 in there, you got a brick. Yeah. You got a thousand rounds right there. What is that? Oh my gosh. What is he going to do with a thousand rounds of 22 caliber long rifle? I'm not going to have to buy it for a long time. That's the that's the deal. It's kind of like when you Paper, know paperweights, paperweights. Yeah. Kind of like you know when uh, you know yoga pants had to run out and buy all the toilet paper and bottled water at the beginning of the uh, five day uh, lockdown. Oh, all the Karens. Yeah. 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 You know, it's you know same but my same butt thing. Good in those yoga pants. Oh, says you. <laughs> says uh, you. And a story I wanted to uh, bring up to date on is this one is. Uh, you heard the story that we had about the monkeys that were uh, capturing the village dogs over in India, and they yeah. were taking them to high places and tossing them off in a... With no parachute. With a fit of revenge in their hearts that they were doing this. Well, two of the monkeys had been captured by authorities in India after they killed around 250 dogs. Wow. The uh, In the revenge attacks following the deaths of the baby monkey. Remember, we talked about that one. So uh, officials at the Forest Department from the uh, Bade District of mm-hmm, whatever that is Mumbai. said the monkey. Well, no, it's not even close. Why, to okay, I'm just why did they capture the monkey? I don't know. It said the monkeys were trapped on Sunday and released into their natural habitat, I guess because they wouldn't give up the other guys. Oh, I thought that, that's because they didn't whip them with a cane. <laughs> Listen, why would uh, you ca- – why would you release the monkey again? Well, it says here that the two monkeys involved in the killings of the mini puppies had been captured, and uh, the monkeys were transported to a forest far, far away near Nagpur, where they were released. And uh, said the monkeys uh, were uh, caged and then taken somewhere else after a good stern talking to and then uh, released. So there With you no go. With no bail. No bail. No nothing. It's all good. So that that so the ins, the the murder spree in the village now has ended. Moved. Must be an American joke. It so when has do, <laughs> so when moved. do the monkeys get mad and start taking children for taking their monkeys? Because that's how it all started. They they were they were taking dogs because of the dog killing the monkeys. And now are they taking children? They killed one yeah. small yeah, and then the remember they were attacking the kids. That's why they got to, they got to step it up a little yeah. bit. We would have handled that differently here. I think so. Yeah. I think that would have been probably uh, some whoa, whoa, small whoa, caliber whoa, whoa, whoa. rounds involved and no, things no, no, like no, that. No. The FWC took a ton of heat because the, a coyote that got rescued from the the down south, you know, that was swimming out in the, the shipping channel or whatever, mm-hmm. ended up getting dispatched. And then FWC took a lot of heat for killing a coyote. <laughs> Got a lot of heat from who? Probably PETA. All kinds of people. What do you mean you rescue it just to turn around and shoot it? That's PETA. what PETA does every day. Well, yeah, they no, kill. They kill. They kill more dogs than the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. So you know, <clears throat> I saw a post last night on uh, social media talking about, uh, "Hey, everybody in St. Petersburg, heads up, be careful! It's coyote mating season." Because they had a picture of a coyote across the street walking down the street in in the evening. <laughs> I just was like. They don't care. I was like, yo, Brainiac, they're dogs. 
every day is breeding season when it's a dog. They're going to go out there and they're going to make puppies whenever they darn feel like it. It's it's not, hey, ho, it's November. I think the rub's getting ready. <laughs> Get ready. Now, there there is a little special time of year where I'm riding the, you know, roads and driving around and I'll see a pile of them, you know, in a two, three week stretch. You'll see like a dozen dead ones here and there in all my travels. So. Well, that's because they're moving from point A to point B, I'm sure. Yeah. They probably ran out of Mrs. Jenkins' uh, free food out of the backyard and decided to go somewhere else. Yeah, they got a little uh, vehicular um, there massage. Is, there was one. we were. I was, as I was out on the end of the Skyway, there was one that almost got hit by this massive uh, F-250 rolling through, just darted across and made it barely. It's amazing how fast they can get when oh, they yeah. get that butt in, that butt kind of tucked in and like, just get across the street. Uh, our friend uh, Tom Free sent me one and said, uh, hey, look, our, my neighbor's got a new pet, and there was a, a really beautiful coyote, gorgeous coat. I said, man, that boy's been eating pretty good in your neighborhood, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean. All the cats. Oh, I said, I beautiful reddish brown. He was a, a good-looking cat. That's all that Killer. designer uh, cat and dog food it's probably been eating. Oh, you yeah, know, expensive. With all the, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best for our county. Yeah, they they have their own um, refrigerators in Publix and and uh, the supermarkets where you can buy the fresh dog and cat food. I don't think so for yeah. your for yeah. your uh, at the supermarket, man. For your I'm coyote? not buying it for my dog. It's for your coyote. Yeah, for you. Well, Bill's saying that people are buying and feeding their pets that, and then the coyote eats the pet. <laughs> you know. Because fluffy, fluffy didn't run away. Okay, I'm just telling you that. You put it on the pole. I'm sorry. the The reality is, Marlon Brando's got a point eat. here. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, <clears throat> I'm. Uh, we uh, just before Christmas, some uh, young lady. I told. Didn't I tell you this? Where they were putting the posters up on the poles in the neighborhood. I heard it on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, they stayed up for maybe I don't know, three days before they just gave up hope. I guess. Apparently somebody found a ball of fur or something uh, over on the other side of the fence and went, okay, <clears throat> I guess he's not coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> A lucky cat's foot they found. There's a black one that's been running around my hood who, uh, in my uh, neighborhood who feels that uh, walking across the hood of my car is, is some sort of Olympic sport. So we're going to probably have a little... Uh, Suppressed chat. Call, the, call the, in, the Indian people. They'll talk to them and they'll get the cat, you know. Go dump him somewhere else? Where you <laughs> yeah, live? yeah. Okay. I'll give him a reprieve. Uh, and uh, a bunch of emails that we have to get to here uh, that I didn't get to last week because uh, it was a recorded show was uh, when we did our uh, pig production talk. So I know Steve might be listening this morning. He says he's got to come in today and uh, He'll get what he has to say when he shows up. Uh, he always has stuff to say. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford, and we will be right back. Hey, hey, my, my. Welcome in, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Give you a little quick little fast cast. It's going to be a, another nice, humid uh, day coming up today. It's going to be that, that just that time of year. Until that next cold front comes pushing through, we're going to be in the 80s again today, at least in the center part here. It's going to be a little cooler on the coast. But uh, not much of a wind going on, at least until tomorrow. It's supposed to be a big change, so we'll see what's going on with that. Foggy out there this morning, as you heard the guys talking about driving in. Be careful, especially on those low-lying areas, you know, Brooksville. When you got to go Zephyr Hills, when you got to go down a ditch a little bit, it's going to be a little foggy down there, so just be careful. 
Alrighty. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a great New Year. I do have presents for everyone for Christmas. Ooh. Don't is look it bigger at me. than a bride basket? Yes, it is. <clears throat> I know that Bill George bought himself a present just before Christmas, and again, that's why he couldn't show up to do the show, because I got to go drive my little red tractor around and go out and have some fun I, and, and I, pick up a bunch of pipe. I did, I did get a new that. tractor, and it has been working. I, well, now, now you have two tractors. Well, I do have two tractors, but I have one with the front-end loader on it, and let me tell you, it has done a lot of work so far. Well, of course it has. It's got the U underneath it, so of course it's going to have a lot of work done on it. It's matter of fact, I, I, my wife had to leave yesterday because she was uh, a little concerned about how I was running the tractor. <laughs> she cares more about <coughs> that stupid thing than me. Than me! <laughs> well, before the break, we'll get into the tractor chat a little bit later on in the show, but before the break... Uh, what was it like? Two weeks ago? What was that when we did the pig production? Two uh, weeks. Was it two weeks? Yeah, it was the uh, show before the Christmas special. That's right. Yeah, so it was at least two weeks ago that we talked about the fact that California <coughs> was putting restrictions on pork producing states that they were not going to allow uh, importation of certain pork that was if it wasn't treated up to California's standards of treatment. And uh, it's really funny how. Our listeners pick certain things that just, I don't know, it just gets under their craw. I mean, I, I would have never in my wildest dreams thought that that many people were responded to the fact of the, when we were doing the soap and deer camp chat. I mean, yeah. seriously, it was like, what in the, dude, we're doing the wrong kind of show here. <laughs> it's like. <coughs> Mike Rose, dirtiest job. Exactly. He's going to buy out our time slot because I people want to hear about pork. I guess. Yeah. So uh, when, we, when we talked about the pork production thing, I didn't think I went. Was I was I overboard on that? I don't remember if I went nutso uh, on the whole thing. But um, there was a vast majority of them that were just strictly uh, uh, two-word uh, emails. Most of them started off with just blank California, you know, and that was probably a, a lot of those. So I actually took some, a few of the best ones that could be actually spoken on the radio. So uh, the first one is, uh, hey, guys, I was listening to the show last week, and you were talking about pig production in California. Of course, this, I had to wait on it because yeah. um, I'm not a big fan of industrial animal farming, but I do agree that another state does not have the right to tell another state how they do business. <clears throat> if the people of the pig-producing state don't like the way the pigs are housed, then it's up to them to change their state laws, not California. And that was from uh, Jep over there in uh, not far from my old man out there in Shreveport. Wow. Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Uh, the next one started off with the most popular email, Blank California. It's almost like the Let's Go Brandon thing then. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Blank California. Gotcha. Let, the, let them grow their own pork. Uh, any way they want to. That was from Jennifer. Uh, if California wants humane housed pork, raise them in Nancy Pelosi's mansion. <laughs> that was from Tanner, which I thought was a pretty good one. Uh, I just wanted to point out the hypocrisy of California. They want pigs in another state to live in better settings, but could give a blank about all the homeless humans living under bridges and on their own streets in their own state. 
Yeah, that's from yeah. Craig. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and now, uh, last but not least, as a Californian, I say California should just start eating all the comfortable pet potbelly pigs living the good life in people's houses. Hey. There is actually, he goes, <laughs> and just so you know, there is actually a California Potbellied Pig Association in Pleasant Hill, California. That was Brian and Fresno. Carlos will tell you they eat good. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, especially I'm on camera feeding them. Uh, his wife caught me. I, I they did do pull, eat I good. Did, well, I did pull my pistol, but I didn't shoot no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> I fed it for the next time. When we had a pig problem, yeah, Carlos was like, I'm going to come get the pigs. I got some. He came over. He fed them instead of killing them twice, <laughs> and then I w- that was the last one. And then he disappeared. If I, hey, look, if I kill them early, then they won't come back, and I'm going to no. run out of dinner. Hey, I think of Braden. He's got his Muscovy ducks. You know, you. Oh you, no, you, no, 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 you're sure. no! You're keeping stuff around a little sure, bit. I know this is a little sidetracked, but. Poor Carlos. He can shoot something that's run away from him in the woods, but the one that come up want to eat the corn out of his hands, he couldn't shoot. Hey, I pulled. I pulled. She caught me on video on your camera. I pulled that forty-five, and I was like, "Nah." And then I went and got corn, and I fed him twice. Why? You should have shot him because those are nah, the only. Ca- my freezer was full, man. We gotta somebody, eat it first. Somebody didn't. Somebody went hungry because of you. Look, yes. I thought California, I thought in California all they eat is tofu and, like, um, you know, avocado sandwiches and stuff like that. So them buying, you know, wanting pork, I'm surprised. You should have shot them because those would be the only type of pigs that could be allowed to be sold in California in these days. They don't want free uh, range. They want free rangey, happy uh, flowers, uh, you know, I dancing and prancing around. I can't wait to see the illegal, you know, pork market in California take rise. The cartels are sitting there instead of running drugs across the border. What do they got? It's bacon. There's more it's money bacon in and it. Ham. There's more hey, money in it. Hey, I saw bacon for a a, a pound and a half for nine ninety nine at, at Walmart. That's why, expensive. Why are they man. in the cocaine business, man? They could just be in the bacon business now. Old El Chapo's got a butcher shop. Damn, man. El Chapo. <laughs> what do uh, what? <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's I didn't know if you heard what you said. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> El Chapo Meat Market. That means sounds great. That's a perfect name for it. Hey, uh, if you're uh, listening to this, El Chapo, call me up. We can talk business. Get it across the border. It'd be all good. You better trademark that. <laughs> the problem is you don't even have to bring it in through Mexico. You can bring it in uh, straight over from Iowa. Yeah, you just they have could, to get they, some back they could road. put a little saddle on them and ride them over. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it when you get across. Orderly, please. Orderly. Kaboom. Orderly, please. Wait. Shoot them. Shoot them. Now, the the person, I know we're talking about California and their funky rule, but being the guy that I am, if you turn around and you're a guy in Iowa and you have all these pigs and they they want to not have pigs that were raised in a particular way, how many hours do they have to spend in their new habitat before they're no longer considered to have been raised the old way right and not only that what when does california get to send their inspectors out to uh inspect your pens and then they start making other changes you know by the way you know this floor is a little hard uh you know the ground has not been turned or whatever it is they get to dictate it i got i got an idea okay listen there's 49 other states Okay. Don't sell them to California. Sell them to all the other states. Or out of the country. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, seems okay to me. It's just like when they do um, 
you know, change.org and this and that. And they want to, the people here want to dictate what they do in China or they do in, you know, Wuhan or, you know, in, in, in Africa. Mind your business. You don't live there. Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. Simple, is a good simple. Thing. Well, I just, I know that if you, you look at like, you have California compliant firearms. You know, they have to be, manufacturers have to change everything to sell their products in their state. You have California-compliant motor vehicles, whether it be motorcycles or trucks or cars or anything else. And they're not having to be anywhere else in the country except for California. But it is such a large market that manufacturers are willing to change this many cars to get them to California. That's because it's smog. You don't have to deal with it here. Are they regulating the Crips and the Bloods? That's what I want to know. I, I guess that's what law enforcement is supposed nah. to do to no, regulate the. Uh, you could only carry this type of Mac 10, or you know, you know what I'm saying. There's right? only a few manufacturers of a you Mac think, 10 anyway. You think they're more afraid of bacon or guns down there in California right now? I think they're more concerned about bacon than they are guns. To be honest with you, and straws. <laughs> And straws, straws. Yeah. I, I, you know, you say I don't have to deal with smog and everything else like that, but that's understandable. But if your car is tuned in, why don't you do what what the old days used to be with the FWC? I mean, uh, the Florida Highway Patrol. If you remember back in the day, it was only a trooper who could pull you over when you had smoke coming out of your tailpipe or heard your brakes squeaking or uh, you had a taillight broke out or things like that. If you go after the crap cars that are actually still running on the streets or, better yet, parked on the side of the road under a bridge with people living in it, then uh, you might be able to regulate a, a cleaner environment. If your car is running the way it's supposed to, the pollution's cut down immensely. And that was the whole reason why we had inspection here in the state of Florida. Well, ironically, the number one downloaded state for podcasts is California. For this show, for the big and wild, isn't it true? It is true. Out of all the states, the because they're in traffic for two, three hours. Uh, I mean, I remember you guys yeah. get the emails. Where's our podcast? Yeah. Where you maybe, know the maybe, people freaking out? Maybe if they built more highways and the people didn't have to spend so much time on the road, they'd have less smog. No, I think that California is going to be the first state to actually allow autonomous. Um, Binary Individu individual uh, <laughs> flying vehicles. I really do. I really think that with the roads the way they are and all that stuff, you know, the poor people will still be on four wheels, but the rich people will be in their little like the Jetsons, know, like yeah. the Jetsons. Well, it'll be in the you know the drone looking things with the lid. You know, they just put in a GPS location and it flies them right there and lands and then they're done. Did you did you see the guy who blew up his Tesla the other day? Yeah. Yeah, but did you see how much it was going to cost him to replace the batteries? Well, that's what I've been saying from day one. Was Michael about was Michael Moore sitting in it? Electric, Damn, no, Elon Damn. Musk. Damn. They had they had a crash dummy with Elon Musk's <laughs> face mask. How on. much was the battery replacement? Twenty two grand Tw or yeah, something. Twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that is if you had Tesla do it. There is some other more economical options possibly but nonetheless i don't care here in florida you get three years out of a car battery you're doing good okay that's my thing i got I, an optima red top had it in my truck well, 14 years optima, man yeah well, the, years. the one in my suburban blue yeah my <laughs> yeah. truck's doing fine i gotta but, get another one 
generally speaking, if you if you run your vehicle hard like I do, uh, about three years for a battery. So, so what is the average lifespan of one in a uh, Tesla? Less. This was a, what, a 2013 Tesla had just gone out of warranty. Only 900 and some miles on the dang Tesla. You, you got to get rid of them after like two, three years and was keep it, upgrading. Were those electrical miles or real miles? So they're looking at them like basically your cell phone or a laptop. You're um, supposed yeah. to get a new one every three years. No, the people that don't trade them in, they, that problem goes to somebody else once they do. You know what I mean? People with money just keep getting new ones. And then the people that buy the used ones, they get stuck with the... The only song we're allowed to play anymore on the show is Fight the Power. All right? Public enemy. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a fast one. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome in, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Merry New Year. In the words of our illustrious friend, Dean Earl. Great story behind those three words, but it was a, a long story. New Year's Eve, 1980-something. Tom Rivers, Jeff Moore, Dean Earl, Braden Gunn, Jay Roberts. New Year's Eve, we all came back from, I think we were at the Dallas Bowl or something like you Dallas remember, Bull? You remember all that Dallas stuff? Bull or wow. something like that. Yeah, because we were only sober once, and uh, except for I think Dean had a few too many libations because when it came to m- midnight, we had all the mics on in the studio, and we all went to yell Happy New Year. And out of the Happy New Year, the loudest and most vocal was Dean, who went, Merry New Year! <laughs> <laughs> so from then on, it's always been Merry New Merry Year. New Year. So it's always, it's was, was Will at the door? Will Sullivan? Uh, back then, no. Yeah, yeah, Junior, uh, Junior, and Raymond, and uh, a few other boys in the middle, and then you had Norby sitting at the end of the bar. Gotcha. Big hands, Norb. Merry, that, Merry New Year. That, Merry New Year. That's all you needed to uh, have was those those three. For lease Navidad. That picture's been floating around. You saw it. <clears throat> Feliz Navidad. For lease Navidad. For lease? Yeah, there'll be signs outside of an establishment that say for lease, and then they, they'll spray paint Navidad underneath it. But mm. that doesn't, for lease for Christmas? He's white. He doesn't understand Spanish. Yeah, okay, no, on. I know what Feliz Navidad mm. means. It means Merry Christmas, but I'm saying okay. that. Okay, next segment. <laughs> <clears throat> just, just asking, what, which part of it was the Mary? Um, Mary got, Lease? You got, six, Mary? you got six more papers there, Chris. I'll read them. <laughs> <laughs> is that a least Mary thing? I don't know. Well, I'm Steve's really... having an aneurysm right now. Listen, <laughs> I know going. he is. Keep hey, uh, we are reminding you once again to mark your calendars for the fourth annual Florida Wild Turkey Extravaganza. It's happening February 5th. And we won't be there because we cannot <laughs> broadcast from there. Uh, well, well, we can for about the first hour and a half. And yeah, then once yeah, yeah. Uh, the vendors show up, then they take over all the data and yeah. it gets to be bad. Uh, Saturday, February 5th, 2022, at the beautiful True Heart Ranch in Webster, Florida. They have uh, a lot of custom call makers, a lot of turkey uh, teachers, a lot of uh, artwork, a lot of good stuff, food. You can do all that stuff and bring the kids out there. 
all kinds of uh, great time. And it's going to be a great day out at the ranch. All you have to do is just show up. It's a beautiful place. It is. They it's rent gorgeous. it out. Yeah, it's a real nice place. Did you see what's coming up here again towards the end of this month? January 22nd, 2022. No, please tell us. The Bigfoot Conference is back. Where's it going to be this year? Uh, I, I think it's over here in Lakeland they area haven't again. Really? They haven't picked a real place yet for it. What do you RP, mean? RP How would you know? Center? What are you talking about? It's a joke because his Bigfoot's not real. I said they haven't picked a real place for it. Well, down here they call him the Skunk Ape, right? What the hell do you mean they're not real? <laughs> Brayden's had an experience. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's, come on, really? Yes. Squatch, oh, yeah, let's squatch. let's hear about this. How many times do I have to tell this damn story? <laughs> All the time. Because there, um, there's no way. You got there's lots of stories. No I like them, though. <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah, most of them. Well, maybe I should just put them in book form or something for you. Yeah. The coffee again, table book nobody wants. Again, five, five listeners will buy it. Again, early 80s, uh, late 70s, out uh, around uh, Gulf Hammock, tied swampy area. It's, uh, we were hunting in an area. I was off a tram, uh, so I think the tram 10. No, went out, bow, it was bow season, I went out there, took me old uh, whitetail, and went out to the very end of the tram, went out, sat in the woods, waited till dark. You know what a tram is? A tram is a road, you know, that's that there's fingers of them that go through the management yeah. areas. Well, <laughs> yeah, you don't <clears throat> explain a tram to them. Well, I don't, you know, some people don't know what they are. A tram, you know, be like, what's a tram? You mean like the thing that takes you to Disney World? You know, I mean, come on. That's the tram I knew. See? And then uh, you're, you're looking at the wrong person. Bill was talking about explaining that. So look at Bill and say, go see. But I'm asking about Bigfoot because you were obviously huffing swamp gases. Long story short, dude, I wasn't even drinking. I was uh, out there in the woods, started getting dark, so I started heading back. Of course, it's a tram. It's got that caliche tile style road, and you can see it's white. You know, it's all good. And as the sun was just going down, it was at that time where we like to call it Donzerly, where it was getting kind of purpley and kind of dark. And as I was walking, the trams are higher than the ground surrounding them, so they're a little built up, and there's a little ditch, a little swale on both sides, and then it kind of goes back up and levels off. But it's lower than the roadway. The roadway's higher than the ground next to it. As I'm walking, all of a sudden, out of the corner of my left eye, I see somebody walking, and they're walking through these short pine trees. Because this had been cut. New pine trees had been planted. They were probably maybe four or five feet high, like a little Christmas tree. Well, this thing that was walking through them was about another five or six feet higher than the trees. And so I was like, this big boy, man, that's a big old guy right there. And I thought, well, shit, I thought maybe it was Gino. That's big bubba. Gino's a big guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, but, man, that guy's he's way too tall to be Gino. So he's paralleling me along the side of the road, not directly next to me but behind me you know off to my sh off my shoulder so i keep looking over i keep looking over i keep looking over and he's kind of starting to angle towards me and i went hey man how's it going and he stops and he looks at me and i was going gene is that you so i'm like trying to get them and then and they're like it doesn't say anything he didn't go so i said uh are you uh, lost? Are you heading to the campground? If you need some help, you can follow me. We're go I'm going back over there. Just stands there. I'm like, okay. Okay, then. So I start walking. As I started Didn't walking. spot the spotlight on I him I started or walking. 
what's spot spotlight? That's flashlight. You got that's, a, that's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> Number two, and obviously you didn't hunt with me in the early eighties because I mean we showed up out in the woods with nothing. Our form of camping was a pack of matches and a Mexican blanket and no thermosol and no thermosol. I don't use thermosol, but I, I like that's still there's Again, a lot to unpack here. I'm not even halfway through. So then it started kind of walking with me, and now I'm like going, okay, and now it's starting to angle towards me. And uh, as I'm looking, this thing is getting bigger and bigger. And I said, hey, man, I said, uh, are you lost? Are you going to where I'm going? I kept trying to speak to them, and they would not speak back. And eventually I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to ignore this guy and just keep walking. And the problem was now he started headed towards me. He started angling towards me. And I'll tell you more when we come back in hour number two. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. 